It's another uh, fantastic episode of your uh, favorite weekly Alabama political podcast, uh, the creatively named Alabama Politics This Week. Uh, I am Josh Moon. The other person that makes this thing go is... David Person. That's right. Um, So, listen, light week, nothing much going on. (laughs) You know, just raiding a former president's house and uh, got the governor in my... Uh, which uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to all that and uh, also police abuse in uh, in Wetumpka at uh, mm-hmm. at some point here and um, uh, so this the first segment here is gonna be a little weird all right I'll just go ahead and warn you because we're gonna start we're gonna talk about uh, the Mar-a-Lago stuff and what's what's taking place and uh, really it's really odd um, and then uh, at a point uh, Kyle Whitmire is gonna jump in here with us uh, and he he's written a column. Of, Basically asking where the hell is Kay Ivey and what's going on with her, Uh, which honestly is a question I have been asking privately um, of the governor's office and some other people uh, and and working on a story now for, you know, or not really a story, just working on to see what the what's going on. I guess it would be it would have been a story, Uh, but um, I started to get um, information about her health and her having health issues as early as mid-July, hmm. uh, I called a couple of people uh, and we had some discussions because I had heard some things. And um, both of the people who I called said, oh, I know I haven't heard anything, but let me let me check. Um, and um, and they called back and said, yeah, um, I think you ought to look into that a little more. Um, and so. You know, we did, but uh, it's it's a weird thing, and you know we can get into it more. It's a weird thing when you're talking about somebody's health like that, um, you know, and because you, you know, but 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 there's a reason why there's a sure reason there why. is yes yeah. yes there and, is and, it's and, yeah. and it's about accountability to the public yes yes you know absolutely uh, you know we 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 voters we taxpayers deserve to know. Mm-hmm. And and government is obligated to disclose to us mm-hmm. if one of the people that we have elected, one of the people that we are paying to serve us at that high level is has been incapacitated. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and and furthermore, why you know, why wouldn't you tell them? Why wouldn't you tell everybody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the last time Kay Ivey had a, a health issue, which was she had lung cancer. Uh, the last time she she had this issue. There was an outpouring of support and good wishes. I know I wished her, you know, I, I sent wishes up there and said, you know, I, listen, I, I hope that, um, you know, everything works out. Uh, you know, I, I really do. I mean, I really did. And I, and I do with this situation here, assuming that it turns out um, like most of the rumors are saying and that she is, you know, she's taking a turn for the worse. And um, mm. and um, and. I, I hope that that's not true, first of all. Yeah. Uh, and if it is true, I hope that it is something that she can bounce back from like she did the last time. Sure, um, sure. Um, 
But what, what, what I meant more than that was, yes, so certainly there's the accountability, which is the only reason why I'm calling uh, mm-hmm. to talk about to them about this sort of thing. But when when people tell you, no, no, that's not true. What are you talking about? She's fine. You know, she, this is rumors. What? What? You know, there there comes a thing in there where you're like, you know, what do you do? What do you do with that? You know, you, do, you, do you press on something like that and say, ah, listen, here's what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, I mean, do you put that out there and, and, and say that? Or because I'll be honest with you, when they told us that, I didn't believe them. Um, yeah. And, and and it's you know and I will get into it more with Kyle, but it's uh, um, I know he he felt the same, and uh, it's well, just there was too much specificity in what was wrong, and it was coming from people who know things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not not people that call up and deal in rumors and oh my god you're not going to believe this uh, right. sort of stuff, you know right. the 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 idiot brigade. Uh, that well, are, that always has a scoop of some sorts, and one out of a hundred is right. Right. So we have an obligation in the work that we do. We have an obligation to press. We have an obligation to follow follow up. You know, valid leads. We yes. absolutely do. And 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 they, quite frankly, they on the other side, the government, they have an obligation not to lie. They have an <laughs> yeah. obligation to tell the truth, uh, and and to be accountable. Uh, now, like you, I mean, I wish the governor nothing but the best in terms of her health. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that I don't want to see her as governor anymore doesn't in any way, shape or form affect how I feel about her as a human being. Right. I want her to yeah. be OK. Yes. And, and, and I also respect I respect her and the office enough to 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 even I'll say add on to that, you know, and just say. You know, you don't want, I mean, she's the leader of our state, whether I agree mm-hmm. with her most of the time or not, which I don't most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, but she is the leader of our state. And and I want our state to be in the best possible shape on a daily basis to serve the people of our state to the best of its ability. So yes. I think her health and well-being is an integral part of that. Yeah, I you know I just want her uh, you know as a human being I just like you know I don't want people to be sick I don't want people yeah. to you know I don't I genuinely don't want people to die <laughs> you know I mean it's just yeah. uh, you know I don't want people to suffer I don't want people to feel bad um, and and that uh, you know just because I happen to disagree with you politically does not change that uh, for right. me and I know it does for some idiots out there uh, but it doesn't it doesn't for me I've never thought of it that way and um, you know uh, but. Yeah, like I said, we'll 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 get into a lot of what kind of what's going on and and what's happened over the last week with Kyle. But you know, there there was another uh, situation, shall we say, uh, this week uh, that made some headlines. I, maybe you saw uh, the the president's summer home. I guess is the correct way to say that, or winter home. Well, he's, maybe I thought he was pretty much there all the time. Now is he not? Right, well, he was in New York when he when this oh, went, when the raid okay. went down. So oh. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it's his winter home. Uh, the Mar-a-Lago was raided. Uh, raided. Uh, there was a search warrant served at 
at Mar-a-Lago and FBI agents uh, went in and uh, took a bunch of documents, a bunch more documents um, and looked in a safe in his office um, and then left. And, you know, that was pretty much it. Uh, but apparently this was the most egregious thing to have ever occurred in the history of all American politics uh, because um, the freak out on Fox News, which seemed oddly overly prepared for the president <laughs> to have a search warrant uh, served at his house, the former president to have a search warrant served at his house. Uh, you know, they had guests lined up to talk about how this was a third world country. And uh, uh, although I think I agree with Trevor Noah on that, uh, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of third world countries are like, Hey man, stop dragging us into your bullshit over there. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, I, I so the, I wrote the column for today, which is Thursday, um, and basically said, the hell are y'all talking about? He did this. We know he did this. This is well documented that he took documents, uh, classified documents, out of the White House. They told him not to do it. He gave them a middle finger. Uh, They went down there and got 15 boxes of the documents from him before. They told him they wanted all of them. They've been talking to him and his attorneys ever since, trying to get these classified materials from him, and he still held on to them, basically because he's an asshole. And here, this is the result. This is what happens when you're an asshole to people, okay? And and, and he's and he's not only uh, an a hole; he is a he flouts the law in the most brazen and cavalier ways for somebody who has been who has sworn to uphold the law. Yeah, you know, I mean, he just he's been very brazen about this whole thing. You know, the very thing. That he and others were chanting about Hillary Clinton, lock her mm-hmm. up, lock her up. He's doing cavalierly yeah. yes. the very same thing. In fact, yeah, maybe uh, on a grander scale, really. It is. It is on a grander scale. It's on a, and not only that, it's on a, it's, it's with a, honestly, it's this show of indifference and defiance. Um, you know, as he wants to just prove to everybody that he is above your little petty laws and things, you know, all other presidents did this. Okay. Everybody, all of the great presidents, all of the not so great presidents, everybody else did this. Everybody said, here are all my records. I'm leaving all of this stuff here because it belongs to the American people. uh, And it is, it creates an accurate history of the presidency and the government and what's taking place here. Uh, Not only does it go towards helping uh, the person that comes in after them uh, to to have better understanding of what's going on. It helps the American public understand better of these very important uh, events that occur throughout our history. Um, and and these are very important. Not only that, a lot of those documents are very, very sensitive uh, in terms of protecting the information sources that we have, uh, in terms of protecting it, just the information itself and not allowing it to fall into the wrong hands. You know, that's the reason why these things are classified and deemed top secret a lot of the time is because it's just like I mentioned in the column. It's like the uh, the, the tweet he sent out, a tweet of, yeah. a, of a photo that he got in a classified briefing. Um, yeah, I, was, you know, I, was, I was glad that you that you reminded us of uh, his previous, uh, you know, violations of the very same law. You know, the, 
you you talked about the tweets, you talked about the the leak to the Russian official. I think there yeah. was another one you mentioned. And well, I mean that 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 Russian leak, you know, he leaked the information about yeah. what was going that we hadn't even disclosed to our allies at that point, and yeah. it resulted uh, in us having to pull a spy, basically a spy, a U.S. spy. Out of Russia, mm-hmm. uh, because so, I mean, so it didn't directly those... relate to that person, but they thought the heat up after this was going to be such that they needed to remove him. Yeah, so there was those those two things you mentioned, and then I was surprised you didn't mention the allegation that he had uh, that he had literally swallowed a piece of uh, <laughs> of classified information. Do you remember? You remember the reporting on that one? I, I, yeah, I do. But I, I did mention the flushing uh, of them. You know, the he's, flushing, he's, he's yeah, just flushing, flushing. stuff yeah. down the toilet. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it's, and so that's what I'm saying. What are y'all talking about? Of, of course he did this. Of course he's guilty of keeping these records. You know, I mean, yeah. did it did it need to come to to this? Yes. This has been, they've been going on for 18 months. Well, and, and, you know, my real question, you know, which was which was renewed when I read your column was, you know, how has he been able to get away with this this long? I mean, they, they were in negotiations with his attorneys. Mm-hmm. Why weren't charges filed? I mean, I, I don't understand, you know, well, uh, why there wasn't a more aggressive legal or, or you know, prosecution prosecutorial uh, stance taken on this issue. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, I don't know either. Um, although, you know, it, it has been speculated, uh, not really speculated as much as people have, have, have gotten information from various sources uh, in doing the reporting on this. And, and, you know, and they said that, you know, First of all, this is a, a unique situation that has never been faced before well, uh, in the history true. of the country. Nobody yeah. else has done this. Nobody else has acted like a complete and utter dick about records of all things, mm-hmm. which, you know, because this is who he is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that they, there was that. And they were in negotiations with them. They were. And they got 15 boxes of stuff previously. But I think what took place was is they took that stuff to the National Archives and they went through all of it and they realized there was a lot of material in there, uh, some of which they said was classified and was deemed top secret uh, uh, material. And so at that point, I think they started looking at, you know, what what else was there out there? And, I, you know, I think they started trying to match up what it was. And then they went back to them and said, listen, we know you've got other things. All right. We know you've taken other things. What do we need to do about getting them back? And I think those, you know, the process just kind of stretched out for a while. And, you know, I, I, I yeah, haven't gone through a bunch of different law enforcement legal things, with, you know, or observed, not gone through it, but observed it from afar. Um, you know, there's often these things where, oh, you know, the deal is almost done, eh, but not quite, you know. Um, and, and so it then I, I think it was just kind of kind of that deal. It just kind of kept going back and forth. And at a point, I think they got a source that told them. The documents are at Mar-a-Lago. Here's what they are. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should go in and get these damn documents from him uh, before he sells them on the black market to somebody, which is something that Trump would totally do. If not him, one of those coked up kids he is. Um, and, mm. you know, I, I mean, I just it just. Um, I, 
you know, you, they, we got our, we, we got all these people make, sending out the you t- Tommy Tuberville, Will Ainsworth, uh, you know, sending out things about how this is a political persecution sort of stuff. And yeah, that's foolishness. Yeah, uh, I just you know, and I just uh, the whole column was basically what are y'all talking about? He did this. So, yeah. All right, yeah, we're gonna switch delicious. back. Yeah, we're gonna switch back because uh, we uh, we have uh, Kyle Whitmire with us uh, now, and um, and so we're gonna go back to what we what we started with, which mm-hmm. is you know the hell is Kay Ivy, um, and uh, and <laughs> Kyle uh, <laughs> Kyle wrote a column uh, for uh, for AL dot com. Go check it out. That was just posted, I believe, this morning. Uh, uh, was posted up, and uh, and so it you know basically recounts his uh, very frustrating several <laughs> days of of trying to get an answer about something that should be relatively simple, which is where hey where's the governor of this state. Um, Kyle, thanks for for hopping in uh, on on really really short notice. And uh, yeah, you know, what, what's Jeff. the last little bit been like, man? Um, well, I mean, we're still getting radio silence even since this thing ran this morning. Um, look, this is a very serious issue. Um, I know that you probably like me have uh, encountered rumors of Kiv's health on a pretty regular yeah. basis for years now. Um, that's not new. Uh, but you know, what, what has been new recently is, and, and I don't want to get into what, um, we are hearing because it's, you know, it is rumors, but mm-hmm. it, it, it came with a degree of specificity that was unusual. Mm-hmm. And we, be, you know, began reaching out to people in her orbit who would, would know, and, you know, we began to see signs that, no, this wasn't just somebody's uh, conjecture or someone's speculation that this was something real. Uh, so a week ago today, uh, I sent uh, her spokeswoman, uh, Gina Mayola, um, a very brief email uh, when, in which I asked four questions. Uh, starting with, is the governor ill again? And going from there to, if so, uh, can you tell us, you know, more about that? Can you tell us if she's able to perform her duties? Is, can you tell us, you know, can you tell us what's going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was met with silence. Um, and, you know, what I say in the column really uh, is just, I just work through point by point the repeated efforts uh, that I've made, uh, my colleague Mike Kaysen has made uh, to lock down what this is and have yeah. been met with absolute silence. And it's not just us. It, it's it's other reporters that have been having this problem. Um, I'm not sure how much you want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no, it's... I, a, no, I'm not the right. only one. Uh, and... You know, and not just reporters, but public officials, uh, people, you know, high people in the, you know, in her, including people in her office mm-hmm. uh, who've been kept out of the loop on this. And all they have to all they have to say is the truth. So, yeah. Kyle, Kyle, let me jump in and ask you a couple of sure. quick questions. One is. Isn't it true that. The governor has a schedule that is supposed to be made public, documented public schedule so that uh, we can kind of have a sense as to what her 
day-to-day activities are? Yes, they keep a they keep sort of a, a day timer, which we've we've gotten before. I, I say a day timer. I'm really dating myself. I don't know what you call the digital an outlook. Um, you know what the digital equivalent of that is. Uh, but in addition to that, every week we typically get a just a little. You know, here's uh, you know ten appearances where she's going to be this week, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't get one of those this week. Uh, Mike Kaysen asked for that, and he was told at the time. Uh, I think this that was Monday. He 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 asked for that. He was told, "Ah, oh, we don't we haven't gotten one yet. It's not ready yet, and hasn't gotten one since then." Um, it's Thursday now. Are they ready now? It's Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's the week's going to be over. Um, you know, obviously, I don't take any any joy in this. I don't. I'm not. You know, I hope the governor is okay. I hope she's in good health. Uh, but the people of Alabama need to know uh, what her situation is, especially when, you know, you know, there's not a lot the governor does this time of year, but she does have powers that only she can exercise. Only she can declare a, a state of emergency or, or uh, All right. uh, if we had tornadoes or if we had, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous because, it's the first day of school, right? Or yeah. this week was the first week of school. Um, you know, if they need to dispatch ALEA agents, you know, there are things that go into right. that. The governor's office has to be uh, has to be involved with. And well, well, how long has it been, Kyle, since she's been to your to your understanding? How long has it been since she's been seen or heard from publicly? Or there's been some sort of sense about what her public schedule is. Um, I think the beginning of last week was the last time she's been seen. So two weeks. So two and, and, weeks. And we have and we have heard and we have heard. Yeah, about two weeks now. Uh, but we've heard for about we started hearing about this about three weeks ago that that there was a new issue with her health. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to say um, here real quick. So we have we have a little bit of, of breaking news, right? I wish we had like a sound effect or something that would be real cool. Gina Mayo has, has sent an email out to media uh, okay. just now, and it says, when it's a slow news day in the summer, rumors run rampant in the capital city. While I did not want to give any credibility to these bogus rumors, I do want to be sure to clear the air and set the record straight. Governor Ivy is doing great, and she continues to thank the good Lord for keeping her healthy and cancer-free. We look forward to her leading the state of Alabama for years to come. That is know. what I would call a non-answer answer. Yeah. Yeah. Where's she been? Yeah. And uh uh yeah. I will I'm glad that she finally said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be happy to show you the text messages I've sent to her. Yeah. Oh, I know believe me. Um, I know <laughs> I know. Uh I know how it's gone for you and for others uh and for people that work closely with me. Um and um uh, you know, some TV reporters uh, and some reporters from other uh, news publications that have also sent messages over to that office uh, and for some lawmakers who have called uh, and tried to schedule events. Um, uh, and so, yeah, listen, this is not something that the media 
uh, you know, it's a non-answer uh, answer. Yeah, it is. It, it is a non-answer answer. And, and it's, I, I just like to say, know. for the record, I have not gotten that email. So she still hasn't answered my question. <laughs> she's still cutting you out. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, I mean, it's uh, yeah. this. This is not a. This is not a fake news media sort of a. Th- uh, you know, sort of thing. And uh, because it was, you know, these. Here's the biggest problem here. Let's say this is true. All right, this is true. She's perfectly fine. She's been out in the in the governor's mansion garden picking flowers for the last week or whatever, you know, uh, and everything is just fine. Well, why the hell did you just say that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you don't have to. Say, this is not a story. If somebody calls up and says, "Hey, I've been hearing some rumors that the governor is not in good health," mm-hmm. you know, what's up with that? You don't just ignore it. That's how it becomes a story. You say, exactly. no, there's no truth to that. Everything is exactly. fine. She's out here doing X and she's, she'll right. be at X on Friday you night. You know? And you don't just say that. You show that. You yeah. show us video that, that corroborates the date and time and that shows her gardening. Yeah, yeah, you we know? need to prove alive. Have her hold up I the mean, current day's newspaper. That's that's what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> you should you you, po- you post photos on social media. You post a video on social media, or distribute it to the. Po- I mean, you do something. You yeah. you have her do a press conference. You do something. Yeah, I, no, I, I I agree. You have her do something. You know, if it gets to this level, but it should I'll never have gotten to, to this. See if that statement withstands the test of time, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, because that's what I, and that's what I'm saying. If this, this proves to be accurate and there was no, never any issue at all, uh, here, then we'll, you know, we'll cross that bridge, I guess. But, uh, I, I don't think that that's the case, just given all of the things that have been said from all of the people who have said them long before this thing ever got to be rampant rumors or whatever they want to call them. Uh, you know, but regardless, when the first person calls up and says this to you, you're not giving credence to rumors. You're not giving credibility to, to rumors and, and feeding a rumor meal. If you simply say, what are you talking about? She's fine. She's over here doing this. You know, that's, that's how you're the handling of this. Assuming again, that what she said here is true. Right. That's what led to all this. All right. Not, not something else, but again, I'm, I'm with you. Kyle. I, I don't think that this is, you, you don't handle it like this. If it's nothing. You know, and and she doesn't disappear for this amount of time if it's nothing, you know, or or there's you know there's something else going on uh, that that we're unaware of, and uh, but you know I I, I just but, but don't. for clarity's sake, guys, can can you at least say this? I mean, both of you have been doing reporting on this. Mm-hmm. For clarity's sake, can you at least you can you at least address? I know you don't want to go into the specifics of what you've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can you at least address whether or not you were hearing that she had been well well first of all uh the the spokeswoman the spokesperson she alludes to part of the rumor you know when she's mm-hmm. saying the governor is she's thanking god that she's cancer free so she's 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 sort of nodding to the fact that acknowledging that there's been a rumor going on that around that the governor has, uh, she's had a reoccurrence of cancer in some form. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously part of the rumor. But, but, but more specifically, can you, can you two at least address whether or not you've heard if she's been incapacitated or not, not able to do her job because of whatever the health issue is? 
Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't care. Um, I'll tell you, I mean, cause she's telling that it's, that it's not true. And I, I can tell you that uh, the rumor was that she had a recurrence of cancer in a different area of her, of her body and that she had a surgery, uh, that she, that had to take place, uh, last uh, Thursday, I believe it was, uh, on the same date that the Lieutenant governor was in another state, uh, on the West coast. And so, uh, that was the rumor was that she had undergone surgery uh, to, uh, to correct or to remove this, uh, this recurrence of cancer uh, and that it was going to take some, some time for her to recover from this. Um, and then they were going to reassess what was going on. Now, that, again, was the rumor that everybody was calling about. And everybody who's talked about this rumor knows exactly what I'm saying is exactly what they heard, you know? Uh, and so I... Uh, you know, if it's untrue, as she is saying here, well, actually, she's not really saying that, that that's untrue because everything that she has said in this is not necessarily refuted by this email uh, because technically at this point in time, she could be cancer free if the surgery was a success, um, which I would like to reiterate what we said at the top. I hope very much that it was. Ivy is just yeah. fine and that there is no problem here. Okay. Yeah. I'm, this is not a wish for somebody to be sick. I just want somebody to tell me what's going on. That's yeah. all. What What about yeah. it, Kyle? Um, as jo- I, I don't, I I have heard nothing that contradicts what Josh just said, <laughs> as far as what the rumors were about. Okay. Um, my 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 sources are pretty much in line with his, and uh. Look, this is a this was a simple yes or no question to and they still have not given clarity as to where she's been, uh, whether she has had any kind of medical procedures. Uh, And also, you know, a letter went out with her signature to President Biden this week. Uh, Who signed that? Uh, You know, these. They need to, you know, Governor Ivy came into office. She came into office saying that, and sorry, I'm getting text messages with from my editors as 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 we're speaking through this. Um, she came into office basically saying she was going to clean up Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And whether she deserves credit for that, we can debate it. But, you know, we need transparency out of our government. And this is not transparency, right. not the least bad. So what? Yeah. So let me ask you guys this then: What we, we we've exhausted? I think you know what what could be going on, or or at least at the very least, what the rumors have been. Mm-hmm. What possible benefit could there be to the governor for not disclosing a health problem if she indeed has had one? Um. There are, hang on, I'm trying to find a way to, to mute my text messages. Um, there is a deadline coming up on August 24th is the, the last day that a party can take someone off the ballot and replace them with another candidate. Uh, the Republican Party is having their annual meeting this Saturday um, where, you know, that would really be the last sort of the point of no return for them. I guess they could convene an executive committee or a steering committee meeting uh, after that date between then and August 24th. Um, 
but yeah, there could be pressure if if it came out that the governor was ill and that she was not, you know, she might not be able to finish a term uh, to put another candidate on the ballot. Yep, that's uh, that's you know, I, as far as I can tell, that's the only benefit uh, to it. Um, you know, um, I, I don't I don't know of anything else uh, really. I mean, the last time she had this issue, she had lung cancer uh, pop up. There was an outpouring of support for her from all around the country, uh, much less all around the state. Um, and, you know, and so uh, I would suspect that uh, she would get receive a similar one uh, if she was uh, had a recurrence. And uh, so the only thing that I can think of is it it would have it would have somehow related to that. Although, you know, if they're if they're saying there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, I guess. But I, I I, you know, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of things that's going to be determined whether or not she shows up to, there's supposed to be a dinner on Friday night uh, that she is uh, supposed to be in attendance for. Uh, They have not received, last I heard earlier this morning, they have not received word that she's not going to be there. Uh, But there's also really no confirmation that she is. Uh, So, and there's a school today that she was not at. So, I mean, she has official duties that she's been absent from. Yeah. Uh, listen, guys, I got to get out of this this yes. uh, this chat and get into the other one with uh, our breaking news team. But uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, finally, we got this thing unstuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank <laughs> you. That is uh, it's Kyle right. Whitmire. Thank Thanks, you, Kyle. Kyle. Uh, it's uh, you know we we got him on on uh, on short notice, and uh, we you know and I uh, really appreciate him taking some time. I know he's busy, and uh, I, there's nothing there's nothing worse, man, than trying to do an interview. Or, or, you know, uh, do, uh, host a podcast and you constantly having that little text thing pop up in the in the corner of the screen <laughs> over there, especially if it's making a sound because you cannot not look at it. You know, you're true. Right. You're, we've trained ourselves to look at these text messages all the time. And uh, and so it's, uh, I really appreciate him doing that. I had no idea that we were going to be getting a, a statement from uh, from them at this point. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll say this. Had Kyle not written what he wrote. We wouldn't have gotten a statement, uh, yeah. and there'd still be a lot of people out there talking about rumors and innuendo and things. And uh, and I'm sure the people at the governor's office would be all all pissy with Kyle. But uh, you know, this is the job, right? If if they had done theirs, then we wouldn't have this situation to to start with. And I, I am not convinced uh, from that uh, from the statement that they sent out that that what we've heard uh, is is untrue necessarily. Uh, I wish that we could, you know, just have a, a frank conversation uh, with her office about what the hell's going on here, mm-hmm. and you know, and put the whole thing to rest and 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 give people accurate information about what's going on for the last week and and why we why we're why we're here, you know. So, but yeah. we tried. Everybody here, you know, before somebody uh, makes a claim about this, there being somebody unprofessional or anything. Everybody tried the professional route on this, mm-hmm. all right? Everybody called them first and said, hey, here's what I'm hearing. You heard exactly what Kyle put in the email. I'm hearing that the governor has has been ill again. Um, is that the case? What's going on? You know, mm-hmm. Why not just answer that email and say, if, if there's truly nothing, why yeah. not just say, oh, well, ill? No, she visited her doctor or, you know, no, she's fine, mm-hmm. you know? But here we are. So, all right. 
let's uh i guess we'll slide out of here uh right. we'll get uh we'll get marilyn lands on she's running for uh, house district 10 and uh i'll get her in and then uh come back after that and wrap this whole baby up sounds good yeah you know, we've given it way too much already i guess <laughs> you know, i got to start paying for this Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right back in a minute that'll be I'm David Person with Alabama Politics This Week. You know, you listen to me and Josh every week, and we have a blast as we talk about Alabama politics and culture and as we interview newsmakers and journalists about Alabama politics and culture. Thanks for your support of this great podcast, and I hope that you will continue to not only listen, but to share it with your friends And also give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it. Thanks a lot. All righty. Welcome back. Alabama Politics This Week. Josh Moon, David Person. And uh, we are happy to be joined now uh, by the the member, uh, a member, I should say, of the uh, the very exclusive club uh, to which I am a part of, which is uh, white Democrats in Alabama. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not by exclusivity. We're not excluding anyone. Matter of fact, we would love to have more, uh, but, uh, we're, and, and we're getting there. I think, I think we're, we're getting there. People are slowly starting to, to realize the benefits of, of, you know, loving the neighbors and, uh, uh, and treating everybody with equality and, and decency. And so I think we're, we're, we're going to get there eventually, but Marilyn Lands, who is running for our, uh, state house, uh, district 10, right? Am I district correct 10, yeah. in the? The fighting tenth, um, and uh, it, it. I guess you know what. Uh, let me let me start this way. What do you want to do here? <laughs> I guess I mean it's a you know it, you, you don't see uh, honestly we don't have a lot of white Democrats running, especially you know citizens who are very prominent in their communities, um, and 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 they want to step out and and take on the banner of being a Democrat in this day and age. So you know what what are you doing here? Well, I am here because I believe we can do better. Um, I love Alabama. I am. This is, you know, I've lived here all my life and it's a beautiful place filled with beautiful people. And we as a state can do better. And I am here for a lot of reasons, um, mainly education, health care. My background, my most recent background has been as a licensed professional counselor. And so that issue is, of course, near and dear to my heart. And then economic well-being. And by that, I mean economic well-being for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we are poor in this state. Um, as you said, we are not loving our neighbor the way we should be here. Um, yeah. And I think we can do a lot to raise everyone up. Yeah, you know, uh, we weren't going to have a candidate in this district, which is the most flippable district we have in the entire state. Yes. So, um, you know, it's 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 a hard decision to decide to run for office like this, which mm-hmm. is why we often don't have a lot of candidates. But seven years ago, I actually worked with Representative Paul, who is District 10 right now, right. and um, we passed some legislation to help protect our children with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And that kind of showed me a little bit about what the process was and helped me realize that one person can make a difference. 
I did something. I got it through on the first pass. We got it through on that first pass, which is unusual. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gave me the idea that at some point I might run for this because I think Alabama can do better. And I think we need different people down there at the state to make that kind of change. Yeah, well, you you certainly will will get no disagreement uh, here. Uh, And, you know, I... I'll tell you what I, what I struggle with a lot of times um, is is whenever I bring up uh, things that, that that need to be changed uh, or attitudes that need to be changed or ways of life that people have accepted here that are that are blatantly wrong uh, and, and have led to to very poor uh, outcomes in a number of different ways, uh, whether it be education or quality of life or what have you. I, I, well, why don't you just move? You know, why don't you just move to a state that, you know, and I've I've never understood that. And, you know, if you all all you want to do is make things better. And I I wonder, do you you get any of that? And and what do you say? I think a key issue is education about the issues. I find that Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are from here don't realize how different it is in different parts of the country and people who do move here. And we've got so many new families coming. We've got some explosive growth going on, which is very exciting. They're just shocked that we have a grocery tax. They're just shocked that people have to pay tax on baby food. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of the people here don't realize that the way our state does business is not the norm. So I think, you know, they just don't realize it could be better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, that, and I wonder if that's the answer to my, the first question I wanted to ask you, uh, Marilyn, which is um, you say we can do better. I, I certainly believe that. I know Josh believes that. So why do you think we haven't? Is it just a lack of exposure? Is it just... Or is there something else that's going on with our state in particular? Well, I think there's been too too many decisions made by following the party line and not doing what's right for the people of this great state. Um, there are too many special interests and too many people beholden to those special interests. And I think we need thoughtful people who are willing to really examine the issues that we have um, to know both sides of the argument. Uh, my son took debate in high school and did really well at it. And I really admired, you know, the way you had to be prepared to defend your position. Um, so I think we need to make more thoughtful decisions. Um, and I don't think we do that. Well, I, I don't I don't disagree with you there, but I but I think there's got to be some other answer because, you know, I can't believe Alabama is unique in having politicians that are just not very thoughtful or leaders that are just not very thoughtful all the time uh, or that, and we're certainly not unique in terms of having special interests trying to influence what's going on. It it just, there's got to be something more that explains why we're at the bottom of all of the social economic indicators. There's got to be something else that explains that. What do you think it is? That's a very good question. one well worth pondering, um, but maybe some of it is term limits. Um, we don't, you know, we're not turning the folks we elect over often enough. Um, that could be yeah. a piece of it. Racism could be a, could be. 
Well, I think that, honestly, right. I think that plays a big role here. I mean, it's it's a lot of white men. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of a lot of white men who are racist, or a lot of white men who are just sort of a lot ignorant of white men to the ignorant Montgomery. To, hmm? A lot of white men in Montgomery. Right, but that's what I'm saying. A lot of white men in Montgomery who are racist, or a lot of white men in Montgomery who are just ignorant to uh, the realities that all people are facing. I mean, what 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 are we talking about here? Well, probably both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it is is you know, so many white people will say that they're not racist, but they are, and they don't really want to do a deep dive into that. Um, and really understand, you know, the biases that we've grown up with. It, and yeah. it, takes, it takes a willingness to to want to really work on that and sit down with people and kind of change our mindsets. Mm. Well, you know, there's so much more I could ask you about that. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to um, I want to pivot to one other thing that I happen to know about you. Uh, you have worked across the aisle. Uh, in other words, you're not, you haven't been a siloed Democrat or, or progressive. Uh, I know you've been, you've, you've been supportive in the past of, uh, of our, one of our former state reps, Mike Ball, for example. And, um, and, you know, Mike is a Republican. Um, I know Mike, I would say that, you know, as Republicans go, he's a he's a pretty decent guy. Not saying that I agree with him on most things, but I think that that he's uh, he you can sit down and have a reasonable conversation with Mike and Mike will take reasonable positions on some issues that his colleagues, I think, go to far extremes on. So I wanted to know to what extent that sort of bipartisan background is going to play a role in you in your uh, tenure if you're elected. That's a great question. And Mike and I are great friends. We've been friends and neighbors for a long time. Um, And I really want to continue his legacy of reaching across the island that way. Um, And and he is a very thoughtful kind of man about about the issues that he's working on. Um, And that's that's something I think I can can help build some bridges down there. My background in counseling, I think, helps me. I'm trained to listen to people. Um, and I feel like um, I have a lot of support from Republicans, uh, more from Democrats, of course. Uh, but I think I'm the kind of person that some people will cross the aisle to vote for. And I think that's a good thing. And I think people 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 shouldn't flip that big switch. Um, and I think there's too much of that. You're talking about straight ticket voting? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we got to get rid of that. Yeah. 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 You know, you know, one, one of the things I know that um, is uh, a big issue for you is uh, is education, um, and and particularly, you know, in the in the Huntsville area here. I, you know, I see. You know, I was in Montgomery for a long time, and um, and I kind of see Huntsville heading in a similar direction, education wise. 
um, you know, where now Montgomery schools for a variety of reasons are, are a mess. Um, and, and it's not, you know, it, when you say that it, it autumn, you, people automatically put a lot of blame on teachers and administrators and stuff. And really this was a thing that was out of their control. I mean, you had, uh, that really was racism that you could trace back to the, to the early days of the, of the Brown decision and, um, and, you know, the private school growth. And then the, you know, they came in and created magnet schools to take us, us certain percentage of kids out of the classroom and then all the parents started oh i don't know about these new people coming into our schools and so we're going to run to charter schools or we're going to run to other private schools or set up these little breakaway systems and um and and i i see you can see it coming with huntsville uh that that, that a lot of this is is on the way and what it ends up doing is creates a a school system a major city school system in which uh there are very high poverty poverty rates and we all know from the stats that race you can talk you can throw out race you can throw out religion you can throw out everything else. But if you have high poverty rates in a school, it's going to put you behind the eight ball. Um, I, you know, what what do we do uh, in, in a situation like like Huntsville, uh, you know, to get to get folks back reinvested in the public school system that's there uh, for them? Uh, you know, how, how do we save this and turn this around? District 10 is unique um, in that we actually have all three of the local school systems mm-hmm. in the district. And so it really, I think, highlights the disparity we see throughout the state. Um, and it's odd to me, um, and, and where I live, um, you know, it's zoned Huntsville, but it's on Zert Road, so it's Madison, Huntsville, Madison. Right. And the kids, the families in my neighborhood all send their kids to private schools. And I hate that because my husband and I, we're products of public schools. Our son is the product of, you know, Bob Jones High School, and he went on to go to Yale. He got a wonderful education. Mm-hmm. But you see, even within the single school system here, that it's almost like there's two systems within one, because the disparity is just so distinct. Um, and I think we need to to move to more equity and to be able to fund the schools differently than we're doing because some schools are getting more money for infrastructure and projects and programs and classes and some don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't really understand why that is, except I know it goes back to the racism issue again. Um, but we have got to equalize that. Yeah, it's, a, you know, it's a, I think it's an issue ta- of, of tax base to, to start with, you know, where you have, you know, the, the Madisons and the, um, and, you know, and, and I, I live technically in Madison, uh, although my, my child is not zoned for Madison City Schools, but we, we were zoned for a really good school system here and, uh, and one that's growing. And, uh, you know, and I've heard from a lot of the parents, you know, we have some of the same issues of, uh, you know, the, new folks coming in uh, and, you know, they're concerned about what they're going to do. And I think there have been a lot of complaints back and forth about this. And but, you know, it it goes back, I think, to, to the funding issue. And don't you think we need more of a need based funding system than we currently have where you just base it simply on the tax on your local taxes? Uh, and instead instead of looking at what is needed for these schools and to bring up our lowest performing schools up? Instead of instead of penalizing them, most definitely. Um, and I know because um, I was having a conversation about this the other day that you know we don't we don't allow for there's ratios for like 
based on population, how many teachers we have. Mm -hmm. uh, but then not other things aren't allocated the same way. So the allocation process seems yeah. like there needs, you know, there's really yeah. change there. Yeah, um, yeah, a resource, uh, a resource, yeah. you know, per pupil resource uh, allocation would would be very nice. Where you know, because it, it's it's always amazed me where the the richest kids in the in the entire state in Mountain Brook, you know, go to go to a classroom that's essentially on the level of a top tier college. Uh, you know, we have science labs and things where they could you know put together all sorts of experiments and and are you know far ahead. Where you know, uh, I, I I've gone to school classrooms in Montgomery where kids are sitting against the wall because there weren't enough desks. And, you know, what what are we doing? Who who needs the funding more? Uh, you know, here, who, who are we talking? What are we talking? I, I, and I, again, I think it goes back to racism, but I, I don't know how you get that out of there. I mean, I think we've tried before. Jeff Sessions gotten away. But, um, I, you know, I think it's going to have to be a legislative issue. And uh, do, you, do you feel like that there could be enough uh I don't know. Could you reach across the aisle enough to get somebody to get those guys to come along on the other side? My hope is that eventually we will. Um, so that, you know, in this election, we can make some inroads and start building relationships. And then the next election, we bring more people down there. Um, and so that eventually it, the, the whole makeup, the whole complexion um, is different. And we have more people who are willing to talk with each other and to work together and not to fight against each other. Yeah. Um, they're just yeah. politics used to be, well, I don't know. I can't say because history, um, <laughs> history hadn't always taught us the truth. Um, mm -hmm. But I like to think there was a, a, a time when politics was more statesmanly. But maybe well, I think, it's not true either. Well, I mean, it, you know, there it probably was uh, more statesmanly, but yet we know in this state in particular, you know, decorum notwithstanding, uh, the fundamental problem, you know, as Josh has said, is I think unreconciled racial history coupled with uh, the 1901 Constitution, which was crafted really, you know, based not only on racism, but classism mm -hmm. and uh, and designed to create this uh, this racist classic classist hierarchy that has persisted for well over 100 years. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt um, that that is that that is true. Uh, you know, that, that 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 1901 Constitution is is, you know, an albatross and that we refuse to get rid of uh, uh, and just grow larger and larger uh, every day. Uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, the, uh, the other things are also like you mentioned, the grocery tax. And I know that's a, a big uh, platform of yours is, is getting rid of the grocery tax. And I was, you know, uh, good friends with the guy that w originally brought that up uh, several years ago, John Knight. Um, and, you know, and, and I've, done, I've seen his studies on these things. And, and it's it's atrocious that we're taxing food. I mean, we already tax everything that we do to get the food. And then we tax the food that, you know, the people are going and buying. And it's just... Uh, I know you've looked at it. What if we remove that? What would it mean for families, you know, in, in, in District 10? Well, there's a couple of things there. I mean, and I, again, it comes back to education because I don't think people realize that that tax is broken up at state and local levels. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to see us all get together on removing it. 
um, which could make a big difference for families. I don't know if that would happen or not. Um, it may just be a dream, but I, I, one of the ideas I had was maybe to do a monthly grocery tax holiday. And, you know, that would be a way that folks that really needed that cost savings could do most of their shopping once a month. And then the most, most majority of people here, you know, are going to Publix every other day anyway. So um, it wouldn't be as much of a loss of revenue for the state. Um, but that's just kind of one thought. And I, I like to brainstorm and mind map. And um, I really kind of have a, a good time. I used to um, do strategic planning um, as part of my job before I became a counselor. I worked in business and did some consulting. Um, so I like to to look at as many options as I can, you know, come up with, with possibilities and really try to think strategically about new and creative ideas. So that was just one I had on the yeah. grocery tax. Um, but there are certainly, um, you know, a, a number of options. And I'd really like to, you know, my, my dream would be to remove it completely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, and we're all, one of that, all that thinking states. is just going to get you disappointed in the legislature. I got to I got to tell you, uh, <laughs> you know, all, all that thinking, they don't they don't welcome that down there. That's, uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's not their slogan. They don't they don't go through th for the. Uh, uh, for, for the thinking very much, uh, but you know, it, it's We're a, uh, that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I hope, listen, <laughs> your lips to God's ears. Uh, cause that's, I would love, I would love for that to be true. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, but listen, I, I know we caught you, uh, where you got a ton of other things going on today and, uh, and, but uh, we, we appreciate what you're doing and, uh, and spending some time with us and, and also, you know, the hope that you have, uh, going, going down and, uh, uh, to, to Montgomery to try to change things, to try to do things better and to, and to make, you know, district 10 a little bit better and, and hopefully, you know, grow it out from there. And, and make all of Alabama a better place. We can do better. Yeah. Well, I, right. I I think we you'll get no disagreement here. But uh, yeah. as a as a Maryland Lance, thank you so much for uh, for coming on with us and uh, and and listen, y'all go vote, y'all go vote for her, uh, and uh, you know make make things a little bit better for the, for the state. All right, we're gonna slide out. We'll be back in just a minute. Alabama politics this week. everybody. If you would uh, like an opportunity to interact with us here at uh, Alabama Politics this week, uh, we've got a great way for you to do that. Uh, shoot a question over to apwproducer at gmail.com. That's apwproducer at gmail.com. Anything about Alabama politics you want to know about, uh, I don't know, what, what everybody likes to drink or uh, where everybody likes to hang out or you know, whatever, whatever your question may be. Uh, what chances the Democrats might have uh, in the uh, the upcoming midterm elections? Uh, shoot us a question over at apwproducer at gmail.com. apwproducer at gmail.com. Thanks. All righty. Welcome back to Alabama Politics This Week. Uh, Josh Moon, David Person. Listen, if you'd like to send us an email, uh, apwproducer at gmail.com. W producer at gmail.com. Um and 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 rate and review. Um I haven't checked that in a few days. Uh rate and review over at Apple Podcast. Uh it's 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 good for us. We we move yeah. up the charts and uh, you know things happen. 
think good things happen. And really, listen, everything I do is for the kids or specifically one small child. Uh, One (laughs) at least one one, small child. At least one small child. Everything I do is to send one small child to college. Okay. <laughs> so if you'd like to contribute to the college fund for that one small child, uh, you can do so in a small way, which is go and rate and review and uh, leave us a leave us a nice one. Shoot yeah. us up the charts. It'd be nice. Man, yeah. Do something that you feel better about yourselves. Hi <laughs> there. Uh, thanks to uh, to Marilyn Lands and to uh, Kyle Whitmire for mm-hmm. uh, for hopping in here today. And um, you know, before we uh, before we wrap ourselves up here, um, you wrote a column this week. And um, which is always makes us better. We really, I can't tell you how many compliments we get on your columns. Uh, oh, we get a lot. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, you're, you're you're very good with the writing. Uh, so you know we, we appreciate that you do it uh, for us. Um, yeah, it, uh, this one is about police abuse in uh, in Wetumpka, um, which is I've. I lived pretty close to Wetumpka for for a long time. Spent spent quite a few days in Wetumpka doing reporting and, and hanging around. And um, this is not a surprise, really, uh, mm. that Wetumpka police were, would be uh, would be abusive uh, towards someone. I guess if you wouldn't mind, uh, you know, give give everybody kind of a breakdown and uh, and and tell them what the hell happened here. So apparently back, um, and thanks for your kind words too, bro. Uh, Apparently back on March the 5th, uh, a young man, 25 year old young man named Tristan Quinn, uh, was, uh, was stopped by police officer for, uh, a small, you know, what I would, what I would describe as a small, um, uh, you know, minor driving infraction. Uh, his tag light reportedly was out on the car that he was driving, right? So they stopped him for that reason, supposedly, uh-huh. reportedly. Uh, and then uh, they got into an altercation of some sort. And um, Can I just ask real quick? I'm, I'm sorry. Can I yeah. say, has anybody who's ever been pulled over uh, for a tag light violation, ever not been dragged out of a car and beaten by police? Uh, <laughs> has that ever occurred once? Because I've never heard of a tag light violation where somebody just said, "Oh, thanks," and then drove away and everything was fine. Right, 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 right. So it, it, there, there, there is, I, and I, and I hear what you're saying, and that is certainly uh, based on the, 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 the reporting I've done, there certainly is a reason for your, your cynicism. Yeah. And the suggestion of pretense, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this young man and the police end up in a, in an altercation that uh, takes place out of sight of, of us until until he flees to the point where he gets in front of a security camera he enters the view or the scope of a security camera at a gas station mm-hmm. and and on that video what we can see is this young man being tased falling to the ground and then a a law enforcement officer comes flying into view with like a 
you know, WWW kick in the face. <laughs> the guys, are, now mind you, the young man is on the ground. Uh-huh. So this, this, this law enforcement officer comes flying in with this kick, and then there's some other blows that are administered by this officer and another officer to a young man who is lying prone on the ground. Re- remember, he's already been immobilized by the taser. Right. And let's also stress he was unarmed. Mm-hmm. No weapons. Okay. So um, so that's problem number one. The problem number two is that these law enforcement officers who are involved in this situation file a report that does not at all uh, acknowledge the use of force. Because, right. see, they are not aware of the fact that this security camera has caught them, apparently. So they just, you know, basically make up a story. Uh-huh. All right. So, so that, then, that they don't report the taser use, right? They don't. I uh, can't remember if they reported the tasing or not. I don't think they did, though. I don't think they reported the tasing. Yeah, t- taser is a use of force uh, along the same lines in law enforcement circles. It's, it's considered essentially using your gun. It's, it's a okay. use of force. So, uh, so they did not report the tasing. Yeah. Because they did not report a use of force at all. So that they didn't. They didn't uh, mention the tasing nor any other blows or kicks or tactics or anything. Uh, so that's the second problem, as I see it. Um, the third problem is, oh, oh, well, let me let me add. There's a I guess I should say there's a third and a fourth problem. Uh, the the third problem is some of the officers have body cams. But the body cam video has evaporated. Oh man, the malfunctioning body cam. That's it just evaporated. You know what? That that's a problem with these body cams. It's a problem. It's uh <laughs> it's weird. It's weird how well they work when they absolve police of things that they did right and and, and how poorly they operate when they when they've done something shady as shit. It's so unbelievable. It's almost like the body cameras know. When the shit, when the cop is kicking the shit out of somebody on the ground, it's like, oh, I better shut myself off real quick. <laughs> right, that's funny. <laughs> the body camera knows. Yeah. So that that's uh, and then and then with the other, so you got two sets of law enforcement agencies present. You got the Wetumpka Police. Uh, their body cam, uh, their body cam footage has evaporated. There's no trace of it. The other law enforcement agency represented are the Elmore County Sheriff's deputies, and they don't wear body cams. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so that's Why problem would they three. with such a sterling reputation? So that's problem number three. Now, problem number four is that the, uh, the two heads of these law enforcement entities, both, well, the first one, the Watumpka police chief, has basically taken the position that no matter what the video shows you, that's not really what happened. What happened is what he says happened, which is that uh, there was no there was no excessive use of force. The uh, the the head of the at least to this point, the head of the uh, of the Elmore County Sheriff's the, the sheriff there in Elmore County, apparently to this point has decided not to investigate, okay? For whatever reason- Why would he? Why would he? Yeah, so for whatever reason, 
So we've got four distinct problems here. And the added the added thing that I think makes this uh, a uh, a really interesting story is, you know, normally these stories involve white police officers and black uh, suspects or but uh, in this particular case, the suspect is a young white man. Whoa. And and we don't hear we don't hear a lot of stories about young white men getting the crap kicked out of them and beaten out of them. But that's no? exactly what's happened here. And when I talked to the young man's attorney, um Andrea Hatchcock, uh she actually said, I thought it was an interesting quote, Josh. She actually said this. She said that uh I want to read it. I want to read it just as she said it. Um, just give me a second here. I'm scrolling down. Now, she said, I could drive around with Tumka and tell you who the police are going to pull over. Mm-hmm. That's what she said to me earlier this week. And and what she was alluding to is the fact that that the Wetumpka police and law enforcers there target people based upon their perception of their of their class status. You know, mm-hmm. so apparently there are not a lot of black folks in Elmore County and in Wetumpka. Not a lot of not a lot of brown folks in 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 that area either. Uh, even though I think they're more brown than black, from what I understand. But anyway, not mm-hmm. a lot of those. But there are white folks there who I guess they would view, you know, and I won't I won't use the pejoratives that we know are used for poor white people. But I guess they they see them in that way, and and so they you know at least this is what I got out of what she was saying, and so they think that they can kind of treat them however they want, and they can target them, and so she is suggesting, uh, in 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 the in the statement she gave me, she's basically suggesting that that was the case here, and uh, yeah. and so that's yeah. the story. Yeah, so um uh is a white mecca uh in the uh around Montgomery and they have uh been very adamant about striving to keep it as such. Uh they have done this is not uncommon. Um you know, I I'll say that I'm I'm surprised uh that people feel that uh that poor white people are treated uh as poorly as uh as black and brown people in Wetumpka because Mm, I, I, you know, I would not think of. It, here's the reason why I say that. I would not think of Wetumpka as a particularly affluent uh, uh, location or Elmore County. Uh, I would, I would think of it more of a uh, uh, redneckish. Uh, you, you know, I mean, and listen, I, I've, I've mentioned to my, a number of times that I feel like I'm, I'm partially redneck uh, here, and 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 I don't mean that in the racist sense. Uh, you know, but it, I, I mean it more in the um, common, you know, working class kind of folks that that dominate a lot of uh, smaller southern towns, um, and so that's how I would kind of think of Wetumpka. Um, they, um, I w- would, I would be shocked, shocked to learn uh, that if they, if their stats at the sheriff's office and at the Wetumpka police department don't show an overwhelming, uh, racial disparity, uh, in terms of pulling over, uh, black and brown motorists, uh, instead of white people, um, that, 
you know, I would, I, matter of fact, I would bet um, that the person, this person who was pulled over um, at, and, uh, and was beaten by them uh, was thought to be, uh, you know, maybe not thought to be a black person, but has, you know, the, the, his car uh, or something along those lines was, uh, that's the reason why they were targeted. He has, has a lot of black friends uh, or, or something along those lines. So I, that would be my guess. And that's a complete speculation okay. Okay. Um, uh, from having lived in that, uh, around that area. I lived, um, I guess I technically didn't live in Elmore County. I lived in Otauga County, but I, I lived in a small town for a number of years called Deetsville. Um, and it, uh, you know, bordered right on right up against Elmore County, and I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, we uh, eating and uh, and would work covering things uh, for that Montgomery Advertiser in Wetumpka. Uh, there, there are a lot of good people there, like like, like there are in a lot of places. But mm. if you ask me, uh, would I be surprised to learn that there are race uh, racists in law enforcement there, and that they have a racist practice um, of of targeting? Uh, black and brown people? Absolutely not. No. As a matter of fact, I would I would venture to guess that a lot of people would be very proud to tell you that they do that uh, there, because there's also a pretty big KKK uh, of membership in that. That's where uh, uh, that's a hotbed of people that we're going to elect Will Dismukes back to office, um, mm. and and so a lot of folks there also have Mike Holmes uh, as a, as a representative from from Elmore County, in which let's go look up Mike Holmes and some of his best mm. uh, hits uh, mm-hmm. that he has. Um, so this is not surprising that they behave this way. I've seen them behave, um, you know, terribly. Uh, towards people, and there have been a number of reports of this thing. So I, she's going to have a treasure trove of information when she digs it all up. No. Uh, well, one of the things I did wonder what what about the uh, uh, the car camera? Uh, did it catch anything, or did was that ever mentioned? Uh, or was it, I guess maybe it was parked in such a way where the the altercation it, wouldn't have been viewable. It has never it has not been mentioned in the reporting that I've seen. It didn't come up in my conversation with the attorney. Um, it it appears as though, and the attorney, um, my understanding is that she, on her own, I guess she, I guess they did the necessary investigation and and found that there was a security camera at yeah. the gas station. I don't know that we would have any video were it not for uh, the gas station video. Uh, yeah, but that's not. a good question. Uh, there's no there's no car in the frame. I can tell you that. Of yeah. the video footage, there's no car. There's no car. I just wonder if it would catch, you know, because you, you mentioned that they, it, it, they moved to this location where they were in front of the camera. I just wondered if maybe the, the car video, you know, because the, the. No, they uh, ran. They were running. He was run. He ran into frame. He ran. In other words. Right, right. No, that's what I'm saying. The, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like the, the initial, you know, because they initially pulled him over and then he took off. Right. After right. after he got it, I'm oh, assuming there was something that, took, that transpired, saying, getting him out of the car. And then, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. That hasn't. Come, that's a great question. That hasn't yeah. come up. I don't. Because that I don't, that camera should cut on at the moment the lights go on. Mm. Um, and so that you know, it, it, it at that point they should be recording everything. Um, that, you know, that's what at least that's how it works in Montgomery. Yeah, no, that uh, that, would, that would be. Of stuff that happens in the front, though, in front right. of the car, right? Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So I, yeah. I was wondering if it would catch just the initial stop, mm-hmm. um, you know, what happened with the initial stop, 
uh, why, you know, if it actually showed the tag light being out, uh, which, mm-hmm. gosh, those tag lights, you just can't keep them on, you know, when you want to beat somebody <laughs> to death, you know. Uh, and so uh, I, I wonder if we would catch that. And then also mm-hmm. the interaction that took place, uh, because you still should be able to hear the audio. Uh, and so the interaction That's that took point. place between the officer and, and this young man and, and, um, and what, you know, getting him out of the car and, uh, and what took place at that point, you know, why, why, first of all, why the hell did they get him out of the car for a, for a tag light infraction, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what was, you know, maybe somebody like they did with, uh, Rolando McLean over here in Lawrence County the other day, maybe when they got to the car for a speeding ticket, they smelled marijuana. And and lo and behold, Could be. they happened to find a little tiny baggie wrapped up in a uh, tobacco pouch inside the door handle. Mm. I got to tell you, the cop who smelled that is missing out on some sort of smelling job somewhere. OK, <laughs> he should be at an airport making top dollar uh, instead of in Lawrence County smelling for weed at. Right. Traffic, random traffic stops right. of black guys in Mercedes. Um, uh, you know, I listen, uh, you know, I, and I, I'm, I'm somewhat partial to Rolando because he's, he went to my high school. Uh, he, we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, I, he's done some dumb things. Um, and, you know, uh, if you don't know who Rolando McLean is, he's a mm-hmm. football player, played for the Cowboys for a yeah. number of years and, uh, he played with Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, he, he's made dumb mistakes, um, and, and he has, and I, you know, and, and I have friends who've tried to talk to him a lot about these things and, and, you know, I feel like he genuinely, he's one of those people who genuinely wants to do better, but he just can't stay out of his own way. Mm. And he does it's just the dumbest thing sometimes. And I, you know, I'm not saying this was a dumb thing because he was, carrying around a plant and happened to be speeding 12 miles over the speed limit. So it, you right. know, it wasn't like he was out with an ax trying to murder people. Right. Um, right. So, you know, this was just another thing. Um, and then of course, 8,000 stops that take place in Lawrence County. This one gets a press release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, is he still uh, in the league by the way? I don't even no, know. No, he's not. He so what is he, him. what is he doing? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I, last I heard, he was running uh, some training stuff uh, for some people, uh, oh. and, and 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 helping out with some things like that. Uh, you know, he's okay. made he's made a pretty fair amount of money, uh, and so I think he he has some businesses and things that he is uh, partners with with people on. Um, and uh, you know, I wish he would. I, I wish it would. You know, it would get better, and uh, and some of this would calm down. I remember when he uh, when he left Alabama to go to the NFL. Really talented guy, standout. Uh, had a had a what should have been a really probably a Hall of Fame career, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, Nick Saban really liked him a lot, um, mm-hmm. and um, it's a shame. It's a shame that it, uh, it went that way. But um, you know, he had the whole he burned his, his lake house burned down a few years ago, and uh, mm. it's uh, been one thing after the other, and. Uh, but um, you know, I, I uh, you know, that's can, how life can, goes, I guess. Just just before we uh, before we get to right wing nut, let me just quickly say this: I I hope, I sincerely hope and pray one day that we will get to the point in our society where we will not criminalize the personal use 
of marijuana for whatever reason. Yeah. But I want to say specifically, I think we're going to really be at some point as a society, we're going to be ashamed of the fact that we have had these expectations of people like Rolando McLean who play these these sports that are really hard on your body like football, yeah. basketball, really hard on the body, soccer, and and don't realize that there's a connection between their use of the rampant use of marijuana and the pain that they have endured and have to manage. Yeah. I think there's a direct correlation and we missed that entirely because of all of the war on drugs foolishness that has, that has hung over our country for decades. Well, what, what always gets me is the kind of juxtaposition of marijuana and opioids. Uh, and, and how we have sent out, well, we're going to send out a press release about this kid, smart guy, not kid. He's not a kid anymore. He's a, he's a man. Uh, this man, you know, potentially smoking or however he's ingesting marijuana. While at the same time, if they'd found a bottle of opioids in his car, which are much more harmful, much more addictive, much more, uh, has terrorized the country in, in in a much more substantive manner. Nobody would say anything. Nobody mm-hmm. would think, "Oh, is your prescription okay? Go ahead." You know what? What? What are you mm-hmm. talking? You know, I mean, it, nobody has ever died uh, of of marijuana addiction. You know, nobody. It's it's zero. Yeah. And to and, your point, I, I mean, from what I understand, you'd be much better off spending the rest of your life smoking weed to manage your pain than taking opioids. Oh, absolutely. Well, you'd be much better off, ta- you know, having gummies, uh, you know, something well, or is, gummies. You know, fine. Yeah. Or I gummies. mean, I'm just saying, you know, not, not, the, yeah. not the smoking, but people always are, that's one of their top arguments. Well, you smoke that marijuana causes cancer. And, and, you know, the smoking part of it can be, can be fairly harmful, uh, mm-hmm. over a long period of time. But, uh, yes, you're a hundred percent right. It is. It's much better. Uh, for uh, for you than than opioids or a variety of other pharmaceuticals uh, that mm-hmm. we put together in a lab somewhere. I mean, it's a man. Listen, weed is from the earth. God put this here for me and you. I actually believe that. I mean, I know, you, I know you're being facetious, but no, I actually I just, believe that. That's yeah. no, I'm not being facetious. I'm saying that's you know, Smokey. Smokey told us this on Friday. Okay, when he was talking to the preacher. Yeah, you know, uh, Bernie Mac. <laughs> Gotta get a little for my cataract, brother. <laughs> well, down here, twenty fifth in Normandy, <laughs> we call this a little twenty twin twin. Um, I've watched that movie a few times. Um, yeah, so listen, I I don't know, man. Uh, it it I, I hope so. Um, I I tell you, you know, while we're hoping for things uh, to go back to our previous story, I also hope that we get to a point in time where law enforcement officials at the top of police departments and other officers uh, stop putting up with the nonsense from a few of their idiot brethren. Mm -hmm. All right, Mm because I know that there are good. I know I know a couple of guys in in Matumka that that are law enforcement. Uh, They're good people. Um, and I mean, really, really good guys. And, um, you know, I know that they, if this went down the way we suspect that it went down, that they wouldn't be okay with that. 
Um, and I would it would be nice if there were a climate in which they felt comfortable saying, hey, man, this shit's not right. This, you know, we got to we got to stop this. We got to punch the people responsible for it. And we got to never do this again. Um, and once we can get to that point, that is where I think the majority of people will be comfortable with their police force in, in America. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I as I've said before, I'm not anti-police. I've never have been. Uh, but I, I am anti-police doing dumb things and hurting good people uh, simply because they have the authority there and they know that other people are going to back them uh, in these plays and these ridiculous uh, abuses of power and abuses of people. Um, and, I, you know, it's not OK. It's not it's not right. And, y'all, and and the people that work with them know it most of all. They know you, I guarantee you, you ask any any good police officer right now today, uh, who uh, who are the bad cops here? He could name off five people who should not be po- cops in every uh, pretty much every department out there. Uh, who, they know, and they know that they, they don't want to go on patrol with them. They don't want to be partnered with them. They don't want to be. They don't want to be responsible for what they do. They don't want to have to go in behind them and clean things up that they do. They, we, we all know that this takes place and they refuse to speak out of it out of some sense of loyalty and brotherhood. And it's also misguided and harmful. And I, I wish that that would change at some point. But, Amen. You know, yep. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll see if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a much bigger wish than than uh, yours for marijuana. Um <laughs> You know, because and I'm going to tell you why, because our right wing of the week tells you how screwed we are because it's the top mm-hmm. law enforcement official in the state of Alabama. And that's Steve Marshall. Mm-hmm. Again, second um, week in a row. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he sent out kind of, he sent out uh, uh, these tweets in which he talked about. And I mentioned them in my column that I wrote about this. In which he talked about how Biden is misusing the Department of Justice and how this was essentially saying it's political uh, persecution of the former president uh, to go in and conduct this raid. What? <laughs> Laughable. What? I mean, Laughable. It's, you're the top law enforcement official, mm. and you're talking, and he's just politicized this office. Yeah. What are you talking about? Aren't you the guy? That set on a child labor report because you were too busy, uh, right? You know, making up lawsuits against uh, Joe Biden to send out press releases on. I, right. Listen to this. This dude this week. You know, they had this whole thing about this cat, this Spencer guy, uh, who's accused of murdering three people. Uh, it was up for parole. Uh, it, you know, he he was never going to be granted parole. Everybody knew he was never going to be granted parole. Uh, because he stands accused of killing three people. So he was never getting out, you know. So, but Steve Marshall goes over in some sort of grandstanding horseshit show and takes with him his own camera crew <laughs> to film him giving a presentation of a of tough on crime talk uh, to the board that wouldn't approve somebody who was accused of, of carrying weed somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and they were going to let this dude out uh, or was accused of murdering three people. Get out of here. Uh, and so, but that's what he does. And it just, it drives me nuts. There's so many people, there are better Republicans than this, that you can yeah. put in that office to do this job. If you've got to have a Republican, pick somebody better than this to do the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Right wing nut. Yeah. Steve Marshall. 
So, yeah. good show. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think so. I I really love the uh, the conversation with Marilyn. I love the conversation with Kyle. I think um, I think we made I think we made the right pick for right wing nut of the week. It's a good show. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And it's still free Uh, against my against my better judgment. It's still free (laughs) for you people. All right, it's not gonna last forever. As soon as I figure out how to charge y'all, I'm charging. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, All right, uh, brother. Until next week, y'all be safe out there. Peace.